0: My name is Dr. Brian Thatcher, and I would like to welcome you to Pearls of Divine Mercy. I'm speaking on behalf of Eucharistic Apostles of the Divine Mercy, a lay outreach ministry of the Congregation of Marians of the Immaculate Conception, based in Stockbridge, Massachusetts. Our mission is to form Divine Mercy prayer groups, or Cynicals, where people learn the faith and then build up the local church through spiritual and corporal works of mercy and to promote the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist and recitation of the Divine Mercy Chaplet during Eucharistic adoration for the intentions of the sick and dying. Our website is at www.thedivinemercy.org thedivinemercy.org For information on the ministry, please call us toll free at 877-380-0727 All callers will receive a free prayer card with the Divine Mercy Chaplet on the back. Quotations of St. Faustina are taken from her diary, Divine Mercy in My Soul, copyright 2001, Marian's of the Immaculate Conception. Today I would like to share with you some reflections regarding abortion and the difficult decisions that a woman faces when she finds out that she is with child. Some people promote abortion and feel that it leads to healthier marriages and less child abuse in the family as there are less unwanted children. However, the evidence tells us otherwise. Child abuse has risen sharply since the legalization of abortion, partly related to the dehumanization of a violent society and the acceptance of the notion that life is expendable. We now know that a history of abortion is statistically associated with higher rates of child abuse. It has contributed to lessening of a woman's self-esteem and her ability to deal with stress. Many promote abortion as a right and feel it promotes the dignity of woman. In actuality, abortion degrades women and is often an act of despair. The woman feels trapped and is in a corner. She feels she will lose everything if she does not have an abortion. She buys into the notion that to save her own life and everything, she must abort the only piece of tissue that is growing in her body. However, if she chooses abortion, Satan attacks her as a murderer and imprisons her in a dark cell of shame and guilt. Abortion also produces anger at oneself, at the non-supporting father, or the parent who pushed her to go ahead with the procedure, and even at God himself for allowing her to be in such a mess. Is abortion a procedure like an appendectomy that one forgets about days after recovery? Unfortunately, no and many women lack the ability to process the fear, anger, sadness, and guilt. They never grieve the loss of the baby, and they never come to peace with God, themselves, and the others involved in the decision process. There actually is a syndrome of a myriad of complaints, and these constellation of symptoms are called post-abortion syndrome, or PAS. These include guilt, shame, anxiety, depression, Psychological numbing, and self punishing and destructive disorders, as well as a number of medical problems related to the procedure. I want to talk for a little bit on guilt and shame. Guilt is based on what you do, it allows for confession and healing. Shame is based on who you are, it is that never ending thought process that you have never quite measured up to what you ought to be. Shame is a common cause of sadness and entails a constant judging of oneself when one has an abortion and destroys life she devalues that life similarly the woman also devalues her own dignity and the life of others in general she is saying it's just a piece of tissue and so am i worthless and of no value in addition to the emotional scarring what are some of the other complications of abortion about 20 years ago one of my friends unmarried and in college at the time, had an abortion. It was uneventful, and she seemed to recover without any problems. A few years later, she married another man. She became pregnant six times, and in five of these six cases, she lost her child in the fifth month of pregnancy. The fully-formed babies were born too premature to survive. It was as if they reached a certain size, and the cervix opened and could not contain or hold them. On five occasions, she held her dying newborn in her arms and watched them die. It was terrible to watch her have to go through repeated funerals of her infant children. But what was most shocking to me was when I read articles in preparation for this talk. You see, one of the authors mentioned many medical problems associated with abortion. One spoke about insufficiency of the cervix that leads to frequent miscarriages and premature births. It was only recently that I found the evidence that the deaths of all the infants were most certainly a consequence of the abortion she had had years earlier. You see, abortion is like throwing a stone in a pond and wondering and hoping that there will be no ripple effects. But just as importantly, what does the church preach? It preaches forgiveness and repentance. But we must remember that we have to ask for forgiveness. We must believe in a God of mercy one who forgives our greatest sins. We must trust in his mercy. That is why Jesus asked that the image of divine mercy be signed with the words, Jesus, I trust in you. Trust is the key. The more we trust in his mercy, the more graces we receive. Certainly we must admit our wrongdoing and ask for God's forgiveness. But you must also forgive yourself and trust in a merciful God that forgives the greatest sinner. Not only must we forgive ourselves, we must also forgive the others involved in the abortion process, even the abortion providers. I think for many, forgiveness of self is the hardest. Do we really trust that God could forgive us? Isaiah wrote in chapter 49, can a mother forget her infant, be without tenderness for the child of her womb? Of course not, but we must also come to understand that God is waiting with open arms for us to come back to him. Jesus' blood was shed for all of us. As Paul wrote, we all fall short of the mark. We must throw our sinfulness in the ocean of divine mercy and come to better understand the words of our Lord to St. Faustina, The greater the sinner, the greater the right to my mercy. So today, let us reflect on the great sin of abortion, but also come to a deeper realization that God loves the sinner. And remember, God did not come to call the righteous, but the sinner's to repentance. Thank you for joining me, Dr. Brian Thatcher, for Pearls of Divine Mercy. If you would like to know more about our efforts to form Divine Mercy prayer groups or cenacles, and to promote recitation of the Divine Mercy Chaplet during Eucharistic Adoration for the Sick and the Dying, please call our ministry toll-free at 1-877-380-0727 or look at our website, at www.thedivinemercy.org thedivinemercy.org All callers will receive a free prayer card with the Divine Mercy Chaplet printed on the back.